0: Hello and get ready. Prepare your heart as we dive into the Word of God. Pastor Steve Castle of Beloved Church in Lena, Illinois, is about to lead you into a life-changing encounter with grace and truth. Jesus Christ has a divine, perfectly orchestrated destiny for those who are willing to be adventurous enough to receive his favor and blessing into their life. Our prayer is that you will allow the presence of the comforting spirit of God to radically display the Father's love for you. You are part of God's beloved family, and that means you are greatly loved. Now over to Pastor Steve.
1: Isn't it fantastic to be part of the body of Christ? Really, all the setups that God has put in our path already this morning have been incredible. Amen. And by setups, I mean things that we worshiped about. Brothers and sisters released from a microphone already. Pastor Kay released as she blessed us talking about offering and the prosperity that we walk in and the stuff that the Lord's given me. I just know that these setups only happen for one reason. Because we need what God's got to talk to us about right now. Right? So, I want to talk, to start with a little bit, who was here last week that got a prophetic word from Tom? Oh, glory to God, yeah. Is he not awesome or what? So, what I want to encourage you to do, if you haven't, is test that word with another brother or sister. And we happen to have some kind of radical prophets around here. So at the end of the service, I'm going to have them come up over here. And you guys can either do it now or you can do it on the phone later. But I would encourage you to test that word with two. Because that's the scriptural way we take care of this. Some might resonate in your spirit and whack you like a Mack truck just hit you. Yeah, I'm just going to say I wouldn't test that with anybody either. There's no need. You got it. Your spirit, res- right? Okay. So anyway, that's an opportunity here in this house, and I'd encourage you to do it. Um, we have... Uh-oh. I had an iPad a minute ago. Sorry, right. It'll be time to take care of that ring at the same time. There we go. So... I'd also encourage you, if you recorded them, to take the time to write it down. Why do we do that? Because if indeed our story is written down in the Lamb's Book of Life, and God took great care to make sure His Word was written, writing things is a big deal to our King, right? In my own life, I can tell you that when I get a word and I rewrite it, whether it comes off my recorder, on my phone, or somebody else's, and I write it, my heart shifts to that place immediately of where that word is. And my daddy's heart in giving me that word. And it re-resonates all over again. How many know this journey's all a matter of our heart? Amen. Right? Okay. Okay. So, I'd encourage you to do that as well. Um, And then hold it close to your heart. Review these words you're given. Whether it's a couple times a year, once a year. Don't make a work out of it. But really, truly, invest your time in what the Lord has told you. No differently than we invest time in the Word this way. Right? Okay. Hallelujah. This will be good. Because the bits and pieces I've heard from some words were spectacular, life-altering words that you need to be able to step into. You you need to step into a word. If I told you, if I prophesied over you there was a million dollars under that chair on the other side of the room, and that the longing of your heart to start that ministry would be funded by that million dollars. But if you don't stand up and go get it, how many years is that going to sit there Before God says, um, the desire of your heart is to start a ministry and I've got a million dollars stashed over there for you, grab it and go. I don't say that in a condemning way or a judgmental way, but grab the words that are given to you. Grab the words we've got here. We do that, right? We believe from the first word to the last word. It's His word. Okay. Okay. Don't treat a word of knowledge that somebody gives you a rhema from our Father. Okay, any differently than His word. Okay, so I need to pray for me, so just agree with me. Father, thank you for this time to be your ecclesia. We honor you, Lord, in this house. We magnify your holy name. Holy Spirit, I know you've got this, and I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Ryan, I need your grace because I gave you none of these scriptures I'm going to use. Brother, thank you. I love you. I got a word that altered my life. And I'd never sat under somebody given a word of knowledge, seen a word of knowledge given except on video. And I chased it because... I wanted to know about it, but as an old Baptist believer, I had no grid for any of this prophecy, prophet in life thing right now. Right now. And I, I went to Pennsylvania to sit down on a young man because I really felt that the Lord wanted me to go see this guy. And we met right before the event started, shook hands, changed names, did that whole fleshly thing, and that was it. And as he started to prophesy over people in a room with about 200 in it, he walked by me once and touched my shoulder and then just kept going. And I'm like, huh, that was interesting. Again, being so intellectual and smart, right? I got this. Okay. Then he read my ever-loving mail because I needed the affirmations from my Lord that this wasn't a wizard or a trickster. And he talked to me about my grandfather and what he did that I never met. And he talked to me about my first encounter with Jesus at six years old in my bedroom. And he laid out the very wallpaper on the walls. I had never spoke that out to anyone in my life, ever. And it went on and on and on. And then he delivered me a word. And I stepped into that word. And that's drawn me into who I am today. Moving from glory to glory. Because I just want more. Like y'all, I want more. If it's of Him, I want it, right? Okay. So, I I leave that with you and I share that with you because that's how important these words are when we get them, okay? The kingdom principle, like Pastor Kay just shared, is what I'm going to share with you today. It's a heavenly perspective. So, I want you to, if if in your minds, you've got to get your feet off the ground and zoom back, like Google Earth does, you know? Shh! That's the way we're going to view this right now. From a kingdom perspective, from 40,000 feet, whatever terminology you want to use. I believe strongly that as I begin to share this morning, um, Holy Spirit's going to touch people. And it's going to be a call that's going to be on your life. And you're just going to have an inner knowing. You may feel something. At times, it's felt like fire for people. At times, it's felt like goosebumps. It's caused people to shake and vibrate, but you're going to know the presence of God is touching you. I encourage you to step out and just raise your hand as an act of faith, and I'm just going to bless you quick, okay? But I really feel that's going to happen. It's happened before, and I really feel today is one of those days. So as I began the perspective that I'm going to lay out for you, I realized that I just desired to be with Him all the time. The things of the earth, really, truly like the old hymn, grew strangely dim and didn't matter at all to me. Which is really weird for a guy that had multiple businesses, multiple buildings. I like to keep balls in the air because i got a lot of energy and I'm not good at sitting still. And I want to make sure when I go to bed at night, I never have a hard time sleeping. So I typically like run like a madman. And then when I lay down, it's on like Donkey Kong. I'm sleeping big and it's awesome. But all of that stuff just waned naturally, I didn't fight it, it's not works. I didn't make decisions to go, I'm not doing that anymore because that's not of God. That wasn't it. I just was drawn into this place where I'd put my head sideways and go, but I really used to like doing that. How come I don't even enjoy that anymore? Because it's all about Him, it's not about me. That's the perspective I want you to be able to take on all this. Think about David and the story we've got about David in the Bible. It's fabulous. Here was a guy, super wealthy, multiple businesses, tons of servants. He breathed into other kings. He breathed into princesses. He breathed into princes. And he'd go, um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, we got, we got to worship now. I, I know we're talking about taking over this other country. I know that's my investment account you want to sit and talk to me about right now, but I don't have time for that because it's all about Yeshua, my king, and I got to get on my face in front of my king for a while. I know, right? Truth. And again, there's never condemnation or judgment in any of this I'm sharing. I'm trying to share my journey and the biblical base for it, and try and draw you into places. See, we all move from glory to glory, from faith to faith. We move from revelation to revelation to the deeper mysteries of our God via the written word and via the Holy Spirit when we're actually still in listening to the Holy Spirit. Right? Okay. So, Matthew 20, 20, please. The passion, if you would, please. I really love how eloquent Brian is with his verbiage. In the Passion Translation, it's gorgeous. We are so free, you guys. And, and Ryan and the worship team blessed us today with songs that lined right up with that freedom that we get to enjoy in Christ. In Christ. I love hearing Paige's turn. So I'm really hoping pretty soon, I, and that's funny I would even say that because I never used to be that way, but I understand now why Bill Johnson's got the Bethel team working on an app that when you flip your Bible it goes shh, 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 shh. so <laughs> so we can kind of hear it settle down and know that we're close okay so in, in chapter 20 of Matthew the wife of Zebedee approached Jesus with her son Jacob and John she knelt before him I may sidebar once in a while I'll just tell you in advance This whole posturing ourselves physically is all over our Bible. And it's actually in every religion run by the enemy, by the fallen Elohim, all over the planet. So when I read that that way in my brain now, I go, "Eh." she knelt before him and asked him for a favor. He said to her, what is it that you want? She answered, make the decree. Huh? You mean he could declare it and decree it and it would happen? Of course, he's a son. Make the decree that these, my sons will rule with you in your kingdom. One sitting at your right hand and one at your left on your left. Jesus replied, You don't know what you're asking. Then, looking in the eyes of Jacob and John, Jesus said, Are you prepared to drink from the cup of suffering that I'm about to drink? And are you able to endure the baptism into death that I'm about to endure? They answered him, Yes, we're able. You will indeed drink the cup of my suffering and be immersed into my death, Jesus told them. But to be the ones who sit at the place of highest honor is not mine to decide. My Father is the one who chooses them and prepares them. So, we're just going to park there a minute. If the father chooses that, then he chose Jesus, right? And we know that based on their scriptures. That's key. 24, please. The father chose them. The other ten disciples were listening to all this, and jealous anger arose among them against the two brothers. Hmm. You mean that spirit of anger has been around all these years? And offense? And divisiveness? And it was rising up in people then? Huh. Hmm. Jesus, knowing their thoughts... Gee, he was a little prophetic too, wasn't he? Jesus, <laughs> knowing their thoughts, called them to his side and said, Kings and those with great authority in this world... Rule oppressively over their subjects like tyrants. Does that sound at all... I'm um, sidebarned. Does that sound at all kind of like the world we live in right this very moment? Yes. I know! Make this stuff up. You can't. You can't. Like tyrants. But this is not your calling. What's not your calling? Exactly. None of this, none of that. You will lead by completely a different model. The greatest one am- whoa, ha, the greatest one among you will live as the one who is called to serve others. Once again, that's like a one hundred eighty from our world. Right now, today. Completely different. Isn't that something? Come on, and amen, it'd be awesome. That'd be great. I, I like feedback. I need a little help sometimes. But but really, that's like oh, that makes no sense in this world today. But it's who we're called to be. And and, and Jesus gave us the model for that. I really am going to be challenged and I break this right now in Jesus' name. Technology is really not Bobby's friend. Because the greatest honor and authority... Is reserved for the one with the heart of a servant. Amen. <sighs> Wait, that's a double dip. Honor and authority. Well, I want it all. I don't know about you guys, but if it's right here and we can have it, I want it all. Amen. Amen. Do you? Yeah, if it's in his word and he said I could have it, I want it and I walk in it. I proclaim it, I declare it, I walk into it in faith. Oh wait, that's kind of like getting a prophetic word from somebody, right? Faithfully we walk in. Or, like we sang about this morning, what happens when we're getting attacked? We praise and we thank God because we know there's a breakthrough right on the other side of it. Because there is, every time. Why does the enemy come and bing at you? And tell you all that nonsense that he likes to lie to you and whisper in your ear in that really familiar voice? Because you are right on the edge of bringing light into a dark place that he does not want you to go. That's not a maybe, that's a constant. Has been since the Garden of Eden. Ha! Because the greatest honor and authority is reserved for the one with the heart of a servant. 28, please. That just—I love that. Oh my gosh! For even the Son of Man did not come expecting to be served by everyone. Wow! But to serve everyone. Wow! And to give His life in exchange. For our salvation. For our eternal life. So good. It, it, that right there. If I dwell on just that right there. I can end up in a pile of snot and tears on the floor. For blubbling. Bl- yep, that too. Blubbering. Because he's so good. He loves us so much. And He honors us so much. Wow. Why? Because we're kings and priests. We're sons. We are in Christ as a son. So of course He'd honor us. Of course He would love us deeply. Of course He would do anything for us set aside all the authority we've got in this realm because we do just that the way he honors us smashes my heart it's gorgeous, I love it it's beautiful and to know that my king came here knowing knowing that he probably wasn't going to be served by anybody and all he was going to do was serve others Whew. Galatians 5.1 please huh are you starting to see any of the setups that have been going on today with worship with words of knowledge that were released Prophetic words that were released. What Pastor Kay shared. Are, is any of this starting to line up for y'all? Okay. Let me be clear. The Anointed One has set us free. Not partially. Not 90 percent. Not 99.9 tenths. A hundred percent free. Those lies are done. Those attachments from the enemy are done. But completely, uh, the anointed one has set us free, not partially, but completely and wonderfully free. We must. that's, That's a big word, must. It's pretty definitive, right? I'm a little black and white. For anybody that doesn't know me well, I'm really kind of black and white. Must be, that's like a line, must. We gotta cherish. Hmm, cherish. Cherish. Yeah, well, I'll just stick it in my back pocket. Is that cherishing something? If you're married and you don't cherish your spouse, it's probably not going to go so good. So, cherish is a pretty deep word. And we're told to cherish this truth our freedom. In Christ. To cherish it. I can tell you in my world what that looks like. Is a lot of snot and tears. And praising Him and worshipping Him. Whether I'm mowing the lawn. Driving down the road. Worshipping. Speaking to people. Mowing whatever. Ironing. Wash. Whatever it is. That constant place of cherishing. Of worshipping. Of praise. We must always cherish this truth. And Stubbornly refused to let it go back into the bondage of where we used to be. Come on. Stubbornly. Again, such great verbiage for today, for 2020. Stubbornly. I am not letting go of that. (laughs) <laughs> it's not going to leave me. I refuse to let go of it. Because I'm free. I'm free of that constant dinging in my brain of those lies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired and I will not receive the you're not worthy message that that familiar voice is trying to constantly tell me. Yeah. Oh, you're not all that in a cup of tea. Oh, pfft, like they want to listen to what you got to say on that. I mean, come on. We all, we've all heard it. It'll... Wait, here's a really big one. We've all heard it in the flesh, and the enemy has put it in our minds. I guarantee every person in this building's heard this. It'll be okay. Time takes care of all of that. Time has never done anything except rob us of our journey with God. Right? Time doesn't heal anything, only Jesus does. And that comes through you grabbing that That's all you got to do is grab it It's right there Everything Physical healing Emotional healing Mental healing Every bit of it is Boom Jesus There's no 24 step program There's no 12 step program It's Jesus And you being able to accept that And it's okay if it takes a minute To get it I got it I'm a little slow out of the gate sometimes But once I get going I'm rolling pretty good usually So some of this took a little bit, or a lot of it, for me to grab. So again, there's grace for all of us. And it's so much grace that it'll cover us as long as we need to grab these truths and apply them to our journey. So we just keep going like this. I'm a visual guy. So to me, it's like, yeah, nice try. Oh, no, I'm a son of God. And if it gets a little intense... Father, thank you, because I know there's a breakthrough right there, and I'm going to grab it. I'm walking right out of here. I'm bringing light in the dark places. Get it? Yeah. That's how all of this makes sense for me. 5-2, uh, please. I, Paul, phew. if you think there is benefit in circumcision and Jewish regulations then you're acting as though Jesus, the anointed one, is not enough. So, can we just... Park on circumcision for a minute, albeit really an uncomfortable thing for men to talk about? These guys were adults, and they were... Guys, really? So, they were adults. They were grown-ups. Not babies. But more than that, you've got to think about the Jewish culture when this was written... And that word equated to much of the law. It required, right? Because you had to do it. 633. You had to, you had to grab them all. And many of us today are still trying to grab little remnants from the law because the enemy wants you to. You can't do that. That's a sin. Oh, is it? i saying, is it really a sin? Uh, on this journey for me there there was a, a really specific time when the Lord started having me ask who said that in my mind I know it seems weird but it worked for me and I would hear something and go "Hmm, who said that and if it was the enemy, he never came back again. Ever. Never. Not once. But the Holy Spirit, if I was questioning and it was the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit would just come back, the gentleman that he is, nice and sweet and gentle. Psst, hey. Yeah. No. Uh, i just seen you. You know, come on. Right? So it's okay. But it's that constant dialogue. It's that constant dialogue that allows you to walk into that place. Because he's constantly floating around trying to bing us, the enemy. Who said that? Who said that? So, if you think there's benefit in the law and Jewish regulations, then you're acting as though Jesus, the anointed one, is not enough. Go ahead, please. I don't want to be in that place. I say it again emphatically. If you let yourselves be circumcised, you are obligated to fulfill every single one of the commandments and the regulations of the law. I'd fail miserably. Miserably. So we've got to walk so gingerly, right? Because the enemy's trying to get you to think in the law, nothing else is working. You're here, nothing else is working. Can't stop you from gathering because you refuse to listen. Can, can we go back a few ver- to the tyrannical government, right? Because we're free in Jesus, we're free. Yeah. So, so why would we let him get us into other parts of the law? I'll tell you, in my world, from my perspective, the enemy is showing his hand everywhere. Everywhere. Because out of pride, he's overplaying his hand once again. So he's easy to pick off. If you're paying attention to it. Out. No, you can't touch her. Out. Right? It's these lies that are everywhere. But he's showing his hand. And we, as sons of God, as kings and priests, get to walk in With light. And guess what happens? All those spirits rise up in good people too. And they speak out untruth to you. Well, if you only... You don't really care. Really? I'd do anything for you. What do you mean? I don't don't care. That's not them. See, because really, truly, our battle is not with any human on this planet in any way, shape, or form. In any way, shape, or form. It's the powers and principalities speaking through them. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So we've got to keep our heart in that position, right? This whole journey is a matter of the heart. I may say that 50 times today. I didn't count. I don't know. I don't like write everything down. But that, is, that has been integral in my journey to understand that it's all a matter of the heart. And we've got Paul talking about it right here. Four. If you want to be made holy, I want to be holy. You all want to be holy? I want to be holy. I'm a son of God. I'm a king and a priest. I want to be a holy one. I want to be righteous in His eyes. Hear my heart. I don't want anybody to be upset with me, but I really don't give two licks about what you think because it's about what he thinks. If you want to be made holy by fulfilling the obligations of the law, you've cut off more than your flesh. You've cut yourself off from the Anointed One and have fallen away from the revelation of grace. I don't want to do that. And I know your heart's. You don't want to do that either. We want to continually move from glory to glory. But the Holy Spirit convinces us that we have received by faith the glorious righteousness of the Anointed One. Come on! We are anointed by Jesus. The Anointed One. And that's not just a sprinkled inkle. Really, you don't get part. This is not a a kind of sort of in thing. You're in the kingdom or you're not in the kingdom. So I don't care whether you weigh 22 pounds or 7,000 pounds. When you're in, you're in. There's nothing hanging back there, not so ever. Not even a little bit. You're all the way in. And what's that mean? You're fully anointed by the anointing one. Now just act like it. Step into who you are grow into a mature son that carries all power and authority. Okay. When you're placed into the anointed one and joined to him, circumcision and religious obligations, this may sting a little bit for some, Truly. Because it means nothing anymore. They can't benefit you at all. All that matters now is living in faith that is activated. Who? that's a big word today, activated. We're going to activate some stuff. There's going to be some stuff going on here today. Activated and brought to perfection by love. So we can't let the enemy tell us the bondage. You're not good enough. You're really not that much different than you were before. Anybody ever hear anything like that? I, I know I did. Constantly wanted to say, oh, you're not worthy. You're not. God, No, guess what? I am worthy. I'm a king and a priest. I'm a son of God. So are y'all. Stand on that. Tell yourself that. If it takes looking yourself in the eyeball in the mirror and telling yourself, do it. Amen. A hundred times a day. Doesn't matter. Just do it. Know your identity in Christ. Super important. Super important. Second... Let me just see. I'm just going to check right quick. Whoop, sorry. I know I look down and it's bad. I know the guy that is bad at... Technology has two things going now. Ha. <laughs> but I'm getting better. In Jesus' name I can operate all these things through Christ. So this is almost a Bill Johnson uncomfortable pause. <laughs> Second Chronicles sixteen, please. When I was on my journey and and the Lord was pulling me through the Scriptures in a way I'd never been pulled through before. I was 57 years old. I'd been a Baptist my whole life. So it's not that I was not familiar with the Bible. It's not that I hadn't read the Bible front to back. I'd had tremendous men and women of Christ teach truths. But it was totally different. Totally different. And, And when I got to the Scripture one day. Second Chronicles 16.9 For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show Himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward Him. Herein thou hast done foolishly, therefore from henceforth thou shalt have wars. You know what crashed me about that? What tweaked my heart? How many people are on the planet? Billions, yeah. There were who knows how many then, but a lot. He has to look constantly to find one of us. He has to look to find us. We're so few. That's heartbreaking to me. So I took that as a challenge to bring light into darkness and bring other brothers and sisters to Christ and bring people in to where I'm at. Because see, we love each other to where we're at. And then I'm getting loved over here. And, and, and then I'm going to love you over here. And then I get loved over here. Is this making sense? We love, we can only love people into where we're at. No place else. I can speak other stuff to you, but if, I've, if I'm not there, I can't bring you there. I can't love you there. I can't speak truth to that spot because I'm not there yet. I may know about that spot. What's the difference in that concept? One's intellect. One's experiential. What's our walk with Jesus? Jesus experiential via the Holy Spirit we're an ethereal spirit we serve an ethereal spirit God and we've got an ethereal spirit called the Holy Spirit that indwells in those that have been baptized in Him right? okay so and because man could not get this heart thing those whose heart is blameless toward him. Because he wouldn't get that. The Lord was saying, and eh, it's because of that y'all are going to be fighting. I want that. Give me that. I want that. That's how all that starts, right? That's why we fight. I want that woman. I want that stuff. I want that gold. I want that silver. I want that land. I want your cattle. That's what causes it. And it It was revelatory. Because all the other times I read that, I was like, well, aren't you speaking that into existence? No. He's actually saying, if you don't have the heart of love that is blameless toward Yeshua, through Jesus Christ, now, you're going to be at war. Because you're an easy target for the enemy to pick off and speak lies into. Yep. Amen. And then you speak lies out, and then your actions speak, and pretty soon there's a fence rising up and there's pride rising. All that nonsense. You're running around being decisive in families, in businesses. I've owned a few, and I've had some employees that had a little bit of spirited divisiveness in them. Period. In cities, in towns, in countries. This is the reality of where we live. Those little guys like we used to see in the 60s in cartoons. There'd be a devil on one shoulder and an angel on the other. Right? Yeah, hello. That's reality. Except there's a lot more than one-on-one. Because we are sons of God. We've got angelic armies following us around. But the flip side of that is, the enemy's constantly out there going, Oh man, can I get just a little toe in the door for a sec? Right? right. So do we partner with him in any way, shape, or form? No. Yeah. It's easy to come into agreement. It's just one little slip of the tongue. It's one little slip of a thought. One little slip of the eye gate. Be careful little eyes what you see. Careful little ears what you hear. Right? We are what we behold. It's so important. I bucked that really hard, too. I'm just being clear. It, early in this journey, I, bucked, I was like, psh, no, I got this. I can. Psh, it's just a movie. It's just a it's just I. Yeah, it's just a song. Ain't no big deal. Why well, go hang out with those guys. Yeah, but I'm who I am. I can still waltz right into that and not get any on me. Mm, Want to be a drunk? Go live with drunks. Want to start being a heroin addict? Go hang out somewhere on a street corner with a bunch of heroin addicts eventually. And I'm not prophesying this into you because we want to be strong enough to not do that, right? Unfortunately, in our human condition, we are who we associate with. Which is why the body of Christ is so important. We need each other desperately to speak truth into each other. To keep us in check and balance very super important and the word that we use for that, that a lot of people let a fence rise up over is submit because ah, in the world what does that mean? you submit to your boss oh snap we don't even like it in marriage in 2020 we don't, why? because it means rule well, no, it doesn't. Right. That's the key. Right. That's the lie of that. Yeah. It's a biblical principle that the enemy has lied about for two millennia, and people still get twisted up about it today. I am submitted to hundreds and many in this room. Because I need what you carry. I wa- Man, if you see me do something that's not a lie, I want you to come to me, please. Don't let me wallow in the muck and mire thinking I got it. grab that. That's really good. These wars are constant. We need each other desperately. And in case you haven't noticed in our world today the war is raging in a crazy, crazy way. I'm blessed to minister to people all over the world via hallelujah, Skype, my telephone and it's no different right here in Lena, Illinois than it was in Karachi, Pakistan this morning with my brothers I was on the phone with there. Or in Elkhart, Indiana with the sister I was on the phone with there. It's no different. Same thing's going on. Same little useless, already defeated liars are lying to people exactly the same way. Now it would seem in the natural that, well, of course it's different here than it is there. I mean, that's the other side of the world. Yeah, no, same enemy. Same God? Same enemy? Same lies. Overplaying his hand so that we get to go Yeah, not anymore. Sorry. Sorry for your bad luck. Mark three twenty four, please. If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom can't stand. Hmm. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. So let's put that in our lives boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, group of guys, group of women, a business, we've got employees. And they all of a sudden argue amongst themselves. Same spirit. That spirit of division. That always comes with a bunch of buddies. Or Jesus said so. Because at least more will come, right? Because they hang out in groups. They're no good by themselves, by the way. They're so weak and so little that they got nothing at all by themselves. So they always come in groups. Offense comes with pride. Pride. And it comes with a little anger behind it. Right? Okay. So, we cannot let the enemy divide us in any way, shape, or form, even if it's in our own brain and not with another human. And, 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 and what I mean by that is, you know who you are in Christ. You've been confessing like a madman. I am a king and a priest. I am a son of God. I have all power and authority. What's the enemy going to try and do? He's going to try and split you right down the middle. <clears throat> you ain't nothing. See, look at that. that Did that didn't work out like you thought it was going to. Trying to divide you. I think we call that schizophrenia, right? Isn't that the divided? Yeah. Okay. So that's what he's trying to get you to do: is believe lies by splitting truth from whatever he wants you to hear. Don't let it happen. We have all authority. That means inside your own brain, talking to yourself with that familiar voice. You've got authority over it. Use it. Take it. Get rid of it. Ephesians 6.12, please. 11.11. Boy, if I was prophetic and I saw a clock that said 11.11, I'd say there's going to be breakthrough for somebody. That's the beginning of a new season for somebody right now. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. That is so important for us to know in 2020. I read it over and over. And over and over till I finally got out of myself and realized wow, huh, there really is like a dude on each shoulder, plus more. There really is an enemy that I can't see that sounds like me. Mm-hmm. And what's he trying to stop me from doing? Serving my king. Amen. That's all he's trying to stop me from doing. He's not trying to stop me from taking a drink of water, or going to work, or mowing my grass, or washing my dishes, whatever. That's not what he's trying to stop you. He's trying to stop you from advancing the kingdom of God. Amen. We have one task here. You are born in this body to do one thing at this very specific time. Written about at the beginning of time in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. <sighs> For right now. To advance light into the darkness in exactly the way you were created. Which is different for everybody. Because we're all created perfectly and wonderfully and uniquely to speak out what resonates with us. To love people to where we're at. So the Lord showed me this love every human thing. I I used to travel a lot on the road in my, in my actually driving, not flying. So I'm trying to say, so I was in gas stations, convenience stores, hotels all the time. Tremendous opportunities to carry forth the gospel. And I saw unbelievable signs and wonders and miracles. Sometimes in two weeks, there'd be 50, 60 people get healed, saved and delivered, baptized in the Holy spirit. It was just amazing what God was doing. But one day, I needed to learn a lesson. Not just one day. There was a lesson I needed to learn. And it like hit me in the face like a Mack truck. And I walked into a convenience store. And I had already gotten to a point where I was in this constant conversation with the Holy Spirit. So I got out of my vehicle and I went into the gas station knowing full well there was an appointment in that gas station. I knew it so much that I even filled the truck with gas... And moved out of the gas area because I knew that there was a setup in there. And I walked in there and it was a pretty big area and there were lots of people in there. This big, I don't know, pilot is what it was. It was a pilot truck stop thing. But in the convenience store area, there's one, two, three, there's four guys here, there's three guys there, there's people over here milling around and stuff. I'm like, okay, Papa, who is this? Who, who's this, who's this moment with? And I look and one of the guy all the way over here in the corner, now, bless his heart. He looked like he just came out from underneath the Wyman Street Bridge like 10. He's been under there 10 years. I had already thought as I had this thought, he's probably 20 feet from your son. As I looked and glanced that direction quickly and looked away, I'm pretty sure I smelled him. It was not the guy that Bob Lindquist would walk up to and start to question about who he was and how God could touch him. Right. Because my starting line was typically, are you in pain? No, no, no just uh, is there any pain in your body? Because Jesus wants to come right now and touch you. He'll heal you. I've watched, and that's just kind of easy spiel. And it was that dude. And it was an ugly moment for me because I already in the spirit saw myself hugging this guy. Okay. Okay. So I went over to him and I did just that. I'm like, hey brother, can I bug you just a minute? (laughs) Maybe kind of, sort of. Oh, you don't want anything? Okay, that's cool. And I'm going to leave, right? No. I went over there. I said that to him. Immediately he got that glazed over look in his face. And any of you that have done street evangelism or done, have shared Christ in that kind of way, I knew exactly what that glazed over moment was. Because the Holy Spirit had already prepared his heart for this moment. yeah it was done already I needed to get out of me and I did and the knee with metal in it he couldn't feel the chunks anymore after I prayed for him and the pain was gone and he stood there and wept, and through that wow through that beard that I'm sure had more than food in it the snot and tears were dripping it was, it was pretty big it was about like this And the tears were literally, by the time we got done praying, were dripping out of the beard onto his shirt. I know you know what a feat that would be. It's a lot of beard for all that to go through. That was a lot of tears. This man got touched so incredibly. It was awesome. But I had to get out of myself to do that. So the lesson the Lord was teaching me that day was, I I can remember getting back in the truck and I couldn't drive for quite a while. Because... He said, I want you to love everyone that I created. The way I loved you to bring you to where you're at. I know. So? If God created every human on the planet, which we know he did. I believe there's some unredeemables because I believe that we have Nephilim still on the planet today, but that's a rabbit trail we won't go down. If God created every one of them and that person right there is standing in their muck and mire and they just got done sinning or they're still sinning right now, who am I not to be light in their world? And do I go into it in a judgmental fashion? No. I love them. Right to where I'm at. Right in the kingdom. What did Jesus do with the woman at the well? He didn't walk up and say you blah, 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 blah. No, he loved her into the kingdom. Period. We've got this model to follow. Which is really hallelujah for me. Because all I've got to do is say, well, okay, really, truly. What would Jesus do in that, in that situation? And we've got an example. So... It's about loving everyone and not... Oh, wait. We're back to that. It's all a matter of the heart. Republican, Democrat, yellow, red, black, white, green. You're from... Oh, you go to that church. I don't date boys from that school. Huh.
0: It's
1: tough. It's tough. It's tough. And it was a big lesson for me to learn to love everyone exactly, exactly like Jesus loved me, with no holes barred, no preconceived notions of what that's going to look like. Because who am I? Like Pastor K, I could go maybe two more hours on this subject of a servant's heart from a kingdom perspective. We want to walk around, and I encourage you, walk around intentionally, slowing yourself down in the natural and purposefully leaking Jesus everywhere you go. We leak, you know. Radiate. We radiate a tangible presence of our King's kingdom. How can that be? Because we're seated with Him right now. We're in Christ. Not kind of, sort of, fully. So if we take that stance, that's how people get healed without even running your yapper. I don't even have to intentionally shift my heart to somebody. And people get healed sometimes. Hmm. So it's that servant's heart that the Father honors us for having and gives us all power and authority because we have it that I want you all to grab. Because then you become the scariest thing to the enemy on the planet. You will command things to happen in Bangladesh, in Africa, or the farthest reaches of the planet, and they will happen. Why? Because you're a son of God. You're a king and a priest. Love conquers everything. Everything. So, let's, let's be the beloved family for just a minute. Love conquers all. All means what? Aww. Greek. Aww. <laughs> Praise God. I love my pastor, you guys. Amen. He blesses my socks off. So, now the part that might get in a sandbox, it's not my intent, no judgment no condemnation in any way shape or form Matthew 10:28 please And do not fear those who kill the body 10:8 oh. 8. 28 8 sorry right 10-8 eight, eight. it's probably this dry mouth thing going on I take the Bible literally I might have never said how black and white I am but I'm kind of black and white it's kind of inherent of who I was created to be we're commanded to heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse out lepers, cast out demons. You received without pain. Give it without pay. <laughs> Only if you feel like it. Can I just put a little Bobby maybe kind of sort of in front of that and behind it just for a minute? You know, if you're outgoing, if you're feeling like it, if you've just freshly shaved your face if your beard is trimmed, if you're dressed right, if you got time, yeah, no. Go. Do it. What happens when we do it? We release the love of Jesus Christ on our brothers and sisters, no matter where they're at in their walk in humanity. And what does that cause God to do? Okay, I know we're going back about half hour, 45 minutes, whatever. When we walk in love, what does God do? He gives us all power and authority and he honors us, right? Okay, now step into go heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers. Why? Because I don't want that on you. I love you. And I see that disease is trying to kill you. I see that it's got you all bound up. I see that spirit of pride on you, and I'm going to pray with you right now that it loses its authority. Because I love you. Not because I can. And it's not works. Works is oh, it's eight fifteen. I gotta be at the corner of Maine and Broadway to hold my little sign or heal the sick, or I'm that's it. I'm gonna go clock up some healings today. I'm going to Walmart. I'm not saying that's bad. And we all know we can do that. Right. I can. I've been there, done it. But that's works. Right. Maybe. Okay. But God told us faith without works is dead. Right. Uh, there's another one of those moments. It made no sense to me at all. Right. Only the Holy Spirit could unpack that faith without works is dead. But I'm supposed to only do what the Holy Spirit tells me to do. Now I get to stand and spin circles for 40 years trying to figure out what 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 am I supposed to do now? Oh my goodness! It's really simple. Ready? Just do it. Because as soon as you begin to do what God wants us and actually commanded us all to do... His blessings pour out immensely. He honors us incredibly. And we get all power and authority along with it. Yeah. It's really simple, you guys. It's really, really simple. Okay, so that's about a third. (laughs) Praise God. You want to know how important serve is biblically? Uh, yeah, make this up. A hundred and ninety-three times in the King James, God used the word serve. It's kind of an important thing. We as a local body, I, I, we need people to serve here in our ecclesia. If you're involved in another body, you need to serve there. Because faith without works is dead. So help each other out but really take it to a kingdom perspective because that's what it's all about is serving our king in any way he needs us to right now where I'm at where I'm at right now We've there are things we have to do and be involved in after the fall that really irritate me and that's a whole other topic but the fact is we have to do things now that We didn't have to do before. So we got to do stuff. We just do. But be willing to be a servant in all that you do. Step out in faith. It's a kingdom principle. The more you give, the more you receive. You want more? You want to walk in that glorious life that you hear all about and you're not there yet? It's okay but it's no different than if I told you there was a million dollars over there for your ministry. God said it. And you don't go get it. Are you sitting on your hands? Literally? When was the last time you put your hands on somebody and said, I bless you in Jesus' name? Whoa. That's serving the kingdom of God. Some of you in here have heard me tell you, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart, I'm honored to serve any of you any time, any way I can. Why? Because you carry the kingdom of God in your belly, right? We all carry the kingdom of God in our belly, right? I'm commanded... What did I say? 193 times I'm talked about? Whoops. Whatever. A lot. I'm commanded. I'm told. I'm encouraged to serve the kingdom of God. Well, that's in Cindy. I'm honored to serve that. Whatever it looks like. Might just be a simple blessing with these registered weapons. Amen. Right? Okay. So... I want to bless you guys like our pastor blesses us because it carries so much and it means so much to me and to our body. But I also can't not say if you've not received Christ as your Lord and Savior, right now is your time. Right now is the day to take that step of faith and step into all that we're talking about. He loves you so very much and He so yearns and longs to have you as part of His kingdom, please step in. So what I'd like to do is have everybody stand, please. Remember, if you've got a word and you want the prophets to test it, please come over here. If you would like to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, please come after I bless everybody, and I'd be honored to pray with you. There's a bunch of us here that would be honored to pray with you. If you need healing, if you need deliverance from any of the enemy's lies over your life, come after I bless you. We'd be honored to pray with you and impart what we carry, which is what? The kingdom of God and all honor and power. So, put your hands out like you're ready to receive. Brothers and sisters, you are so blessed. You are the healthiest, the most prosperous and wealthiest, and the most influential sons of God in this region. If that resonated for you, grab it, put it in your heart. And do not let go of it. Stand on it. Because you are. You are. God bless you guys. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for sharing a few minutes with us as we have encountered Jesus Christ through the ministry of his precious, life-changing word. If you would like to learn more about the ministry of Pastor Steve Castle and Beloved Church, please visit us online at BelovedChurchIllinois.com or call us at 815 Always remember that you are part of the Beloved Family of God, and Beloved Church is a place where you are greatly loved. Now please open your heart as Pastor Steve proclaims the blessing of the Father over your life.
1: Beloved, you who are greatly loved by the Father, I pray, I desire above all things that you prosper and you experience divine health to the degree that you allow that to saturate and prosper your soul. I pray that you receive these words and they change every aspect of your life. I love you. I'll see you again soon.